I was sitting in a box with Adele at the Super Bowl, and he sang that thing, and she was watching, and like, like two lines in, she just goes, "Holy shit!" Luke Combs talking about Chris Stapleton. A conversation you had during the Joe Rogan experience in an episode that dropped last week. Dude, everybody that was doing music when I moved to town was hot, dude. Six five, abs, dude. I mean, I didn't have a chance, bro. Yeah. During this episode of Cadillac Check, my second act, we'll have a conversation about Luke and his thoughts on the Joe Rogan experience. Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio at 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we discuss things you're already talking about with your family and with your friends. We have conversations about current events and pop culture, uh, headlines in the news, social media, trends, and endearing, revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Donna, welcome to Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, so a friend of mine's husband was in charge of the birthday cake for her, his daughter, and she was turning 14. Um, and so she had said, my friend said, you know, I'm going to be in charge of, uh, you know, whatever. We had kind of split up some things and, you know, we do this too. And it's like, hey, can you pick up the cake or whatever for her? And so he's like, yeah, no problem. So he got the cake and on the cake, he wrote happy birthday, happy, it was supposed to be 14th. Okay. He wrote happy 12th birthday. So off two years. Off two years with the girl's name. And so the mom didn't see the cake because it was they were meeting somewhere and it was like a family dinner and everything. And so pulls the cake out when it's time. It's got the right name on it, but the wrong age. And he kind of like at first tried to play it off, like on the people who put the cake together. Right. You know, like, oh my God, I can't believe that they did this. They did the wrong, you know, age or whatever. And, but then he was like, but you are 12, right? And anytime you have to ask your kid or your spouse, like, right? You are, right? Like, you have to, like, sell it. Like, you know, when you didn't think you were turning the big, you know what, this year? I was like, no, you are turning. 50. 50. And you're insisting that you're, like, you know, not. And I'm like, do the math. Like, just figure it up. But you don't say, you're not turning 50, are you? You're like, no, you're turning 50. You know what I mean? What do you do? I want to get some happy birthday music. Where's that coming from? It's like all over. You have headphones on. All right. Anywho, so guess who got the most angry? Not the child. Uh, the, uh, the, the, his, his mother-in-law. Yes. Of course. Came unhinged. And so my friend was telling me that her mother went off on her husband and was just... Like, ruined the entire birthday party. It was, like, berating him. Like, you don't know anybody's age. You know, never know anybody's birthday. You don't even know when your damn anniversary is. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This poor guy. Because I she am going not. Home? When does she go home? I don't know. But, you know, I am not the best with ages. Like, if you ask me right now, okay, what are our kids' ages? Will is. 23. 23. Didn't know that one. Um, Charlotte, I know, because she just turned 17. 17. And Olivia, I think, is 19? I think so. I think you're right about that. Turning 20 this year. I'm just, and it has nothing to do with not caring. Like, I can name every one of their birthdays. Will, you know, 6899. Olivia, 7703. Charlotte, 31006. Could you do that? I could not. Oh, God. Um, 
And I know your birthday, and I know your age, and I know my birthday and my age, and I know random people's social security numbers, not just people I don't know, but I mean like people in our family. Right, yeah. Well, that's four at least. But like, do you think that's a big deal? Like, do you think it's completely tone deaf to not know things like about people that, I, you, I don't. that you care about? Well, of don't. course you're going to say that. I don't. No, clearly. I don't when, get, when is our anniversary? Donald, I'm not doing this. Why, why, what are we doing here? What are you, what are you, why are you doing this? Is well, January, I'm just saying. There are two, is, there are two dates. <sighs> there are two dates because we were married in a foreign land. <laughs> you act like we were married in Zimbabwe. We were married in a foreign land. It was not the United States of America. It for was that, for that reason we had to get St. everything. St. Thomas. We had, the Virgin it, we had to get everything uh, notarized or something when we got back here to the states. So there's a date we actually got married on the beach mm-hmm. in St. Thomas, and then there's a date where when it was filed in to Fulton County Court. Okay, there's two dates. Take your pick. Next question. Oh my God. You seem very surface lately. You're like very net net. No, I'm not. But I I, I, I know when our anniversary is. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying. No, we both you, missed it to, uh, last year. Yes. Do you think it's tone deaf though to like not I know do things? Not. I do not. Like I'll tell you, though, like I'm I'm bad about my parent. Like I was always bad about my parents' age. You know, people would ask you like, I, I still don't know. How old's your yeah. mom? Or how I, but, you know? I'm like, like you. I knew birthdays. Dad seven twenty seven yeah. twenty three. Mother was uh, March twenty third. I'm just not good with 45. ages. But it got me to thinking because he got in so much trouble. Like, have you ever done anything like that? Like, if, I'm trying to think, have you done anything like that? Like no. What? I think the best way to not do that is don't put the age on the cake. Now, I'll tell you something. If you put the wrong name on the cake, you're in damn trouble. Or you spell it wrong. Yeah. Well, spelling it wrong That's is a fireball wrong. offense. Sp- spelling it wrong is the person who is decorating the cake. Well, not necessarily. Well, we let's hope so. But yeah. not necessarily all the time. Because sometimes you have to spell it for him. I mean, this man okay. forgot his daughter's birthday by two years. He it ruined the whole party because she told her mother, stay off of him. Like, like she was defending her husband. And then the well, mother-in-law was mad and like questioning her marriage because this man put the wrong date. I mean, wrong age on the cake. And the mother, the final, the final parting words of the mother, because of what she told me, the mother said, if you're okay with living with this, then that's your problem. Living with the wrong birthday, uh, birthday. <laughs> him. No, she was saying him, him. Him. If Referring okay, to him as this. This. Mm-hmm. Mother, father, you know, dual parent. Mm-hmm. We want that kid to be three, five, and up because he's got to be smart. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad decisions off the field uh, at all mm-hmm. because he has to be a leader of men. It's so many different attributes and what we look for. Uh, physical, I mean, offensive line. My defensive line is totally opposite. Deion Sanders is a coach of Colorado State, I think. Or? Yeah, the, is it the Bucks? I think it is. Colorado, yeah. And those are some words that he recently said and is, is catching much heat about saying that two parent households are best when he's that's what he looks for when he's recruiting quarterback specifically 18 and a half million children grow up without their fathers here in the uh, I think that's just America maybe which has led to the United States owning the title of the world's leader in fatherlessness Deion Sanders says, in addition to having a two-parent household, he expects a high GPA to stay out of trouble and to be a strong leader. For reasons many people don't understand, those comments are taken as insensitive and controversial. And Shaquille O'Neal has now chimed in on his podcast and come to the defense of Deion Sanders. There ain't nothing wrong with what he said. State your case. You know why I have discipline? No, I don't get in trouble. No, I don't do dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Daddy would have whipped my ass. 
A lot of kids don't have that. A lot of kids have hard-working mothers that really have to work, and they grow up on their own. And you can go left or you can go right. Studies show, statistics show, that's just how it is. But that's not what he was saying. That is what he was saying. He was saying the quarterback, you need to have a two-parent because the kid listens, he listens. Hey, man, be quiet. Yes. And then the ones that don't have a daddy, they're harder to raise. There's nothing wrong with that because you know what? He's spitting the truth. He's spitting the facts. So basically you're saying the defensive lineman is supposed to be, like, dumb? Yes. Oh, I, I want Yes. Absolutely I, See. I want my defense alignment hard. Yes, it is. Well, first of all, I must Whoa. from a single parent home, hard Whoa. working mama. Did you hear what I just said? I said you can either go left or you can go right. With right. my daddy, but I only so went am right. I counted ain't out? No going because, left. Am I counted out of no, the quarterback no. position because I didn't no, come from no. that home? Maybe. See, with we 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 talking codes. I understood exactly what he was saying. But y'all like to take every little sentence and every little word and literally break it down. But I don't think people facts, understand what he was saying. Facts, Sometimes you just don't say stuff in mixed company, though. You could, it don't matter. You can say it. Michelle, studies show that when you don't have a real, a proper male role model in your house, you go left. Period. But what does that have to do with, okay, a defensive a defensive player? I want them like, I want them to be. I want them mean. They're going to be mean. They're going to be mean. They don't care about nothing. Michelle Turner for my entertainment tonight with Shaq. On the big podcast with Shaq. Um, is is Shaq out of line for defending Deion Sanders, and is Deion Sanders out of line from the get go? Well, I don't, I don't know about. I mean, I think Shaq added a whole another element in there about like the defensive line. I don't know if I agree with that. But you have to have one like you know. What, but I mean, listen, I'm not a coach. Um, in general, I think that they're both right. I definitely think Deion is right about. Um, you know, listen, there are many successful people who come from families where maybe their dad was not as involved. But I think what he's saying, and it's not just um, a black-white issue or a cultural issue. I think in general, if, if, if a dad is not involved in you, it could be a high-earning income family. Listen, that happens divorce and all this happens at all different economic levels. But I think that, you know, both parents have to play a, a big role. And I think sometimes when it's a single-parent household, that one parent has to be the good cop. They have to be the bad cop. They, you know, they have to. Be, and a lot of times, when it is a financial situation, I hate to say it for the mamas, and because I know that makes some dads mad. But you know, the moms are out there busting their ass working, and especially if it's a boy situation, I think sometimes it's hard because they will walk all over, you know, whoever will let them, um, and without having, without knowing that, you know, it's a different conversation if if mama says, uh, you know what. You better quit talking that way because your dad's going to be here in a week and he's going to take you down. As opposed to if you know you get off that school bus and you come up the driveway. I used to be like, you know, we were not allowed. I was not supposed to play in a parked car. And I'll never forget one day I was playing a parked car. And here comes Charlie. Your dad. Round in the corner because he was coming home from work. And I knew I was going to get my butt beat. You know what I mean? Because they're in the house. They're a presence in the but, house. But why, does, why is dad that, that, that threat? Why is it always dad? Well, I don't think it has to be dads, but I think for sons and dads, it's a very interesting dynamic. I think dads and daughters, it's a very interesting dynamic. I think it doesn't matter. I think it could be a mom too. I mean, you know, if in this specific situation though, like we're talking, you know, we're talking about it globally, but in this specific situation, they were talking about as far as a quarterback, they want them to come from a two-parent home because they know that they'll be able to take instruction and listen and, you know, that kind of thing. Here's an interesting angle as well. Deion Sanders doesn't even live up to 
his own beliefs. He's been divorced twice. Imagine if Tom Brady had a son, and and Tom does have a son, right? He wants to say he wants to go check out the University of Colorado and Deion Sanders. He wants to play ball there. I may make an exception for old Tom Brady. Okay, son. but but would he? Because it, 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 little little Brady, little Brady boy, would not be eligible to be a QB under Dion's thinking. I don't think he would be not eligible. I think he says when recruiting, they prefer coast to coast. You're, you're eliminating a very large portion of potential candidates to be your, your your quarterback, star quarterback. Do you toss them out because they're not from a mom and dad traditional uh, makeup? I do like some of the things that, like, since um, Dion started coaching at Colorado for the Buffs, um, some of the things I, w- I saw something on the other day where he is encouraging the players, like, when they come to class, to dress appropriately, to not be in, like, saggy, you know, shorts hanging down around their rear ends and, you know, cut off T-shirts or T-shirts that are, you know, and flip-flops and that kind of thing. He says, you know, we're leaders. We're leaders here at the school. We're men among men, and we should, you know, dress accordingly. We should be on the front row of each class. You don't need to be sitting in the back, hiding out behind someone, sloped down in your chair, chewing gum. Yeah, chewing gum with your earphones on. And so... I know he's controversial, but I do think that there are very, just kind of what you talked about earlier about the Chris Rock thing and all this kind of stuff. Um, on the last podcast about, you know, how kids react and getting them out of bed and all this stuff, I do think that there is some of that missing um, because we have become a very soft society with our kids, including me, by the way. Did yeah. you see the um, Georgia had their first spring practice uh, last Tuesday, I think, maybe a week ago, a week ago today? And there was uh, some footage that was taken by the media of Stetson Bennett, QB for the two-time national champion, George Bulldogs. And his brother, younger brother, Luke, yes. is on the squad, the team as well. And um, they showed, some video got out of, of Stetson thrown to his, his brother, little brother, Luke. And before he threw the first pass, he looked at him and signaled to his, his mouth and was like, smile. Telling his little brother to smile. Have fun. Have fun with this. You know, yeah. don't, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, don't take it so seriously. Well, and I know there's been a lot of questions lately that have um, talking about the UGA program that Kurt, they people have been asking Kirby when the media day came out. Like, are you is it out of control? Is it out of control? Are you out of control? Is this team out of control? And he said, They are not. We they are not. We are not out of control. I have to believe Kirby, because he's elite. He is that. And a two-time national championship winning football coach from the University of Georgia. Not too far. Uh, Athens from Gainesville, where you're going to find gallery furniture at 1600 Browns Bridge Road. Ask for Donna, ask for the Wolfman coming up, the uh, Red, White, Blue All-American Parking Lot Party. It'll be the uh, third year we've done this. Donna buys you lunch, some great award-winning barbecue. That uh, We're cook, I say we, like I have my uh, my oven mitt on or something, but uh, we, we cook the barbecue right there on, 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 on the get, spot. Again, who's we? You're not cooking. Um, I'm over, I'm supervising, I'm taste okay. testing, things like that. Donna gives away prizes, just, I mean, it's almost so much, so many prizes, you, you, you kind of give her the rap signal. She's giving away the house, and they have air conditioning now at Gallery Furniture. So uh, last uh, last May, it was a little warm, Don, if you recall, for the second annual. Red, white, blue, American parking lot party. Red, white, blue, uh, I love America uh, parking lot party thing. Event. But this year, you're not going to have to worry about that. It could be 90 outside. It's going to be nice and cool. Yeah, because the air conditioning is flowing, flowing. Make plans to join us uh, for the big red, white, blue. We love America. What's the name of the event, Don? Uh, not including Lee Bryce. Not, not uh, parking lot party, but without Lee Bryce. Well, and let's talk about the Wolfman contest. The lookalike contest be a part of it. What would you? What would be the first thing you would you would you would find to wear in the Wolfman lookalike contest? I think I would get me a big big, big chain Wolfman identifier, like a big gold chain and maybe a big gold pinky ring. But you got to be careful because then you could slide over into like Snoop Dogg territory. You know where you like look like Snoop Dogg, but you not like look like 
you know, the wolf, the wolf man. So you need a big mane. Isn't that crazy? And you need like some pants and a big old belt buckle, big square gold belt buckle and some boots. Some of those, I've got a pair of white zip up boots. Those would be fantastic. Almost like Elvis wore. Right. Think Elvis, but with a big, big, big like mane and just cuddly. Like a lion. Yeah, a little cuddly like just, lion. Just as giving as giving can give. Yeah, absolutely. That's the wolf man. At Gallery Furniture, thanks for your support of the podcast. Also, Fayetteville Ford, FayettevilleFordGA.com. Simply different. Fayetteville Ford, big supporter of the podcast. Thank you, Chris Chitty Chitwood. Thank you, uh, Mr. Dave Burnett. Come see Cadillac Jack. He'll he'll put your rear in a uh, Bronco, in an F-150, F-150 Raptor, Edge. Uh, Whatever Ford product you want, we'll also go take a a walk around the pre-owned lot, Donna. I love this. Pre-owned lot. We can do that at Fateful Ford. FatefulFordGA.com. Now, let me ask you one thing about yes, this new. Yes, Jack. Fateful Ford simply different. Yeah, this new third act you're going into. Uh, and, if, and if anybody did not hear it on previous podcasts, it was the big, big announcement. Tell them what you're doing again. Uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm working now full-time for Fateful Ford. Yeah. Now, radio Wait, continues. Yes. The podcast continues. Everything stays the same. But you are there. Uh, I do, am. Doing new business, Every doing day. social come, media, come doing come, videos. Doing videos, community relations. But let me ask you something. What uh, type of shoe are you wearing? Because as someone who stands on their feet a lot now, I'm telling you, if you do not have a proper shoe. Right. And those little expensive coach tennis shoes that you bought, that's uh-huh. not going to do it. Do they have any arch support whatsoever? No, okay. they, they hurt already. And when I bought them, Charlotte, our, our junior in high school, says to me, I said to her, Charlotte, they're killing me. They're killing my feet. Yeah, they're designer shoes. They're, they're going to kill your feet. Exactly. But not a tennis shoe. A tennis shoe is supposed to be comfortable. Are you wearing them? No. Um, but do you have like arch supports or anything? Because, you know, I'm telling you, your feet are going to go bad, bad, bad quickly. We're up to the uh, part of the episode, part of the uh, the podcast, where we cast our favorites for the Spotify Hype Song Playlist, Season 4, F-O-R-E. And Donna, you're going with uh, Randy Hauser. Yes. Randy Hauser and a song called... Note to Self. So good. So good. Um, he wrote this song, and it, it's basically just, you know, a note to himself. It's notes about how to live life. And I have to tell you, um, Randy, as we know, is a Mississippi native. He's just got that Randy Hauser growl to it. But i got to tell you, his um, his last album in 2019, that Magnolia album, I know you listen to it a lot. That is one of the best albums that never really got a lot of commercial airplay and Randy Hauser's had some, you know, huge hits. I love him. Um, love, love, love him. Love his music. But um, that was a great album, that Magnolia. You should go back and listen. You, listen, you used to listen to that all the time. It was really good stuff. All, all the time? Okay. Yeah, no. Right. It was, you, I'll, yeah. I'll revisit that album. Yeah, it was a good one. It's a good one. But I just think he's one of those artists who kind of flies, you know, we talk about him all the time, that kind of flies below the radar, you know? Right. And... Um, such a great artist, and it's a, it's a really good song. And he just had a new baby. You know, he's got Huck with Tatiana. Tatiana. And then he has Tatiana. a new little baby. And I can't think of what that little baby's name is, but I'll think of it. I'm going to add, uh, because Luke Holmes drops uh, the brand new album tomorrow, I'm going to add a song he dropped last Friday on St. Patty's Day called Five Leaf Clover. Five Leaf Clover from Luke Holmes. Like 
Combs, Five Leaf Clover. That's a new song that's going to be on his project that uh, drops tomorrow. I love that. It's got a little Irish tune. Well, that's what he drops it on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, love it. Love it. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff from Luke Combs. But even if he wasn't planning to drop it on St. Patty's Day, the song has kind of an of Irish ode right, to yeah. it. Um, that, to, that second baby's name is Banks Hauser, in case you're wondering. To promote the uh, project, dropping tomorrow, he uh, was on. Uh, he was a guest of the Joe Rogan Experience. Joe Rogan has a podcast on uh, our partner Spotify and uh, the Spotify platform exclusively. Three hours and four minutes they spent together. You and I were having dinner tonight at Longhorn, and I said to you, I said, you know, I can't think of another another media stop on a tour to promote your album. Where or, someone would give three hours. Where someone would give three who, 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 What artist or writer or author or celebrity well, has to give up three hours and to who for a, a stop on a media tour? Well, I, I mean, they would if it was Good Morning America, but nobody's going to give you well, three you get, hours. You three minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is that it's just, I mean, you have to believe that in three hours of talking to someone, there's some shit that's going to come well, out. Well, and it's interesting because it does. Yeah. And it's not it's not salacious stuff necessarily. It's very personal stuff, though, that can come out. Um, Joe Rogan, unlike the Cadillac Jack My Second Night podcast, has, has a video component. Everything okay over there? What's going on? Huh? Okay, Donna's coming over to get her uh, get her a sip of a ginger ale. Um, Joe Rogan is based in Austin, Texas. And Luke flew to Austin to do the to do the podcast. The episode that dropped last week. He's smoking a cigar. He's got him a whiskey on the rocks. He's loose and and, and, and having a good time, having a good conversation. A couple of things that came out. Luke Combs was at the Super Bowl a month and a half ago, month ago, when Chris Stapleton sang the national anthem. And he was in a box watching the game, his first trip, he says, to the like Super Bowl. Like a suite. It <laughs> sounds like he was like in a box. Um, and um, he was with Adele. He sang that thing, and she was watching, and like, t- like two lines in, she just goes, holy shit. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. I do too. I wonder. I can hear if, her saying that. I wonder if, like, do you think Adele had to be told who Luke Combs was? I don't think so. I think she's a country fan. I know she's a country fan. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, I know uh, she is, but I'm just wondering. She's like, who's Stapleton's this guy? been on some of her stuff. Yeah. Um, during the three-hour conversation with Joe Rogan, uh, Luke talks about, uh, or, or Joe asks Luke, you know, what's the sign that you got a, a great song, or what's the sign you got a solid song, or what's what's the, what's this, you know. How do you know when when you've done well with an album? And this is uh, the response from Luke Combs. Sharing with people and then, you know, like, I mean, what is it like for you when you're like at a red light and you hear some dude playing your music next to you? Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's even crazier. Like, uh, like the, the place that always gets me is like on like when someone's listening to it on a boat. To me, that's the ultimate test of a oh. song. It's like if somebody's <laughs> listening to you on a boat, dude, they love you. Dude. They absolutely love your shit if That's they listen so to you true. on a boat. Dude. That's so true. You know what I mean? Right. I right. mean, how many artists that you listen to in your car, you probably wouldn't listen to on a boat? It's a different yeah. thing, right? Like yeah. to me, it's like if it's summer, the weather's nice, the drinks are flowing, uh-huh. yeah. you know, and the, dude, your song's on the boat. That's the soundtrack to like the best time that someone could possibly be having. That's so true. You know? That's so true. You're the highlight of their weekend or their summer or yeah. whatever. Like that song is like a huge part of their life if they're playing it on a boat. I, I never thought of it like that. I never that. thought of it like that either. But that's true. Like boat music. It's different. <laughs> it's, it's a ultimate. different it's a different breed, dude. You know? It's the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about Joe Rogan in a second. Yeah. Um, no, he, but he's right. Yeah. 
if you got something blasting out on Lake Lanier or something or wherever, whatever your your lake is. That's your your song for the summer. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're on the boat listening to it. Luke's a very smart, uh, he's a very smart individual. I never, I never thought that he was not that, but he, um, he comes across very well. He's, he's, um, he's aware of the business, very aware of of the music business. Talks about a vacation he and his wife just took somewhere outside of Calgary. You have to fly into Calgary. Yeah, I just saw her snowing, Banff. Yes. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know where that is? Because it's up in the, near the national park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He said even flying private, fly, flying charter, you have to go into Calgary and then drive two and a half hours. He said, yeah. "But it's the most amazing." He also spoke of an amazing place in the world, other than where he was raised, Asheville. He probably spent, and I'm only an hour into the three hour episode, but uh, he probably spent 20 minutes pushing Asheville, talking about Asheville, talking about the Biltmore House. Had had Joe Rogan pull up pictures of the Biltmore House because Joe said, <laughs> "I've been to Asheville, never. I don't know what house you're talking about." Yeah. And then Joe Rogan in his very um, manufactured, to me anyway, it seems and appears. Um, well, he's just, he's like, it's like that California stoner. It's like, yeah. That's the first time I've listened to his, his podcast. Yeah. And I'll right. tell you this. In the beginning, they, he says, nice to meet you. And Luke says, nice to meet you too. Was he not a guest? Didn't, wasn't he the one that told the story about smoking Willie's weed in, in Maui after a golf tournament? I don't think that was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh. Though. Yeah. Whose podcast was that? I don't know. I but do you remember the story? Yeah. Though. Yeah, that he did. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's the thing. I think people are getting to know Luke much more on a personal level, you know? I think because he's, he's very available to, to talk to people and he seems like very open about, you know, talking about his life and his personal life. And I think that's a great thing, you know? And he's right. Like he talks about in one part in there about how when he hit Nashville, you know, it was, it was the good looking guys. You know, it was the it was the time where everybody had abs, everybody had clean teeth, everybody Here was comes perfect. With a beard and a belly, yeah, beard and a belly. Publishing deal. I mean, realistically, I thought to myself, especially at the time I moved to town, is like, dude, everybody that was doing music when I moved to town was hot, dude, six five, <laughs> abs, dude. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have a chance, bro. You know? Luke references a moment during an award show that allowed Luke Combs to walk into country music. And he felt prior to this particular moment that he just wasn't going to fit in. And it kind of plays into the clip you just heard, but he talks about the moment that Chris Stapleton performed with Justin Timberlake on the CMA awards in 2015. I think it was. And they did uh, Tennessee whiskey and drink me away. Listen to this clip, Luke Combs with uh, Joe Rogan, you know, and I, I was always, I, I didn't move to Nashville to like be necessarily be like, I'm going to be a country artist. I just wanted to do music for a living in any way, right? Like I worked, you know, a bunch of jobs in high school and college and, and I, you know, I went to college for five years, didn't graduate, which I'm sure my parents loved, <laughs> you know, I was 21 hours away from getting my degree and I was like, I'm going to do music you know, and it was whatever that was sweeping floors in a studio would have been great to me because I would be around music. I'd be trying to write music, publishing. I mean, realistically, I thought to myself, especially at the time I moved to town is like, dude, everybody that was doing music when I moved to town was hot, dude, six, five (laughs) abs, dude. I mean, I didn't have a chance, bro. You know, I didn't have a chance. And so I'm going, well, cool. I'll just write songs for these handsome cats and like, it'll be whatever, dude. That'll be fine with me, you know? 
Um, but I just, re- I really like, again, back to the luck thing, man. Like I stumbled into it at the right time. I think Chris Stapleton singing Tennessee whiskey with Justin Timberlake at the CMAs was a, a earth shattering moment for country music. Earth shattering. And that opened the door up for guys like myself to pursue a career, like somebody who didn't look like every other guy mm. in town. And the, everyone knew about Chris Stapleton in town. That guy was a legend in town. Had been there for 12 13, 14 something years at that time. Mm. He had 250 cuts as a songwriter when that performance happened. Wow. So it wasn't, it was just no one gave him a chance because he was a husky guy with a beard. Yeah. And God damn that voice. Oh man, he's unbelievable. That national anthem at the Super Bowl, dude, was amazing. it's, It's that and Whitney Houston, two best national anthems ever, in my opinion. At the Super Bowl, ever. He's got some fucking bangers, that guy. I was sitting in a box with Tonight, Adele. On this for one. Tonight, on this stage, for one night only, the Nashville Sound meets the soul of Memphis. The CMA New Artist of the Year shares a drink with his superstar buddy from the home of the blues. Get your feet, Nashville. First, Chris Stapleton, and it's Justin Timberlake. Tennessee whiskey. I remember watching it live. The CMA Awards, 2015. Justin Timberlake with Chris Stapleton. And uh, since then, last June, JT played, uh, or Stapleton rather, was playing Los Angeles. JT popped in, did a couple of songs together. This was an amazing performance. An amazing performance. You just knew when you were watching it, like, this is going to be a game changer. You know? The crowd was into it. Crowd's just going crazy. Nashville, Bridgestone Arena. Was uh, Morgan out there? Is that uh, Chris's Oh, wife? I'm sure. Okay. She, like, kept trying to, like, come in between him and, like, right, Justin. Separated. And, like, she just, like, you know, they'd be, like, singing, like, close together. And you wouldn't even see her, but you'd just see her hand come in between, right, like, their crotches right. with her tambourine. All right. Careful. Careful. With her tambourine. Yeah, you know, like, again, with the Joe Rogan thing, I, I mean, listen, he is. He's beating, he's beating the crap out of everybody who's doing yeah, podcasting. I mean, Making a mint. Making a mint. He is the new, they you know, it used to be Adam, um, I can't think of his Corolla. name. No, Sandler. no, 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 no. Who's the, considered the pod father, you know, who really what? started out making money, revenue and podcasting, but then obviously Joe Rogan is so well known. But the thing that I've always thought about Joe Rogan is not that he's a bad interviewer, but it's, this it is hard to explain, but it's almost always like, you know, there's some people like you're a great interviewer. You are, you were a great interviewer when you would always interview different country artists and stuff. Joe, I do not think is the greatest interviewer. I think he gets great guests and they become the show, you know, because like, well, but there's something to be said for a host who will step aside and allow true. the guest to, to take control. That's true. But like the person always, and this always happens. I've noticed this whenever anyone does Joe Rogan's podcast, they start talking like him. Like, did you hear, um, Luke comes, dude, uh-uh, I miss dude, that. I miss that. dude, I mean, he must've said dude a hundred times. It's like, okay, Luke, 
episode 1956, 1,956 Luke Combs on the Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, a story he did share. His mom and dad, up until not until very recently, lived in Nashville in the same house that they lived in since Luke was eight years old. He was born in Charlotte. At eight, family moved to Asheville, North Carolina, lived in the same house since. His dad is 69 years old, and his dad had friends in the neighborhood. They drink beer every Friday night. Like they were a tight group, and his dad's really having a tough time adjusting to living down in Nashville because he didn't know anybody. Yeah. And it's stories like that that are very endearing, I think. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, 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 that few artists are going to offer up anywhere except for a podcast form yeah. where, where you're comfortable, you're having a conversation. It's not You're not in this radio studio at the top of the Empire State Building in New York. You're... I've got the lights of the, the 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 stage on the Good Morning America in your face. You're 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 it's you and and podcast host in this case Joe Rogan in a, in a little studio by yourself having a conversation. Well, and you're going to talk about your project. You're going to talk about your music, but you're going to talk about a whole hell of a lot more. Right. And that's the three thing about worth. if you like we were talking about a minute ago. If you have three minutes with Robin Roberts, who's a huge country music fan, on you know Good Morning America, you have been prepped the entire ride over there. You know by your publicist, by your label people of hey, listen, got to get in the street date. Got to get in the new single. Right. Got to get in tour, the tour you yeah. know. Got to get in who you're bringing on tour, you know. I mean, it's just so manufactured and edited that it is nice. And I think that's why podcasting in general and these podcasts that like that where you're interviewing somebody, it picks up so much like press and steam because it is probably the longest, like you said, anyone's heard. Commitment. Well, and it's it's the longest interview most of these people they've ever heard this person speak. Right. You know, because. They they've only done you know clips of CMA Week or whatever. Tonight Show, yeah. Good Morning America, whatever. Yeah. Today Show, things like that. It's fascinating. Uh, but Luke, Luke mentioned that. Dude. You know, Luke, yeah. Luke mentioned that you know he, he felt he he was kind of feeling bad that his dad had moved to to Nashville and was friendless now because they moved there to be with their grandkid. You know, they, Luke and his wife just had the the you know baby boy, Huckster Hankster. I'm sure has got to Buckeye something some sort of hmm. radio Should flyer. I that one up, huh? Should I let that? No, one? let's not do that. Okay. Um, but I, I just radio was, flyer. I thought it was very endearing that, that Luke was concerned and he was he was trying to figure out how he could make it better. And Joe Reagan says, just move his friends to Nashville. I love that. Just yeah, move I mean, your daddy's friends to Nashville. To yeah, that's easy They can way play to do poker it. and drink beer in Nashville together on Friday night. Or Monday through Friday or include Saturday too. Every Monday through Friday, and it could even include Saturday too in uh, in Nashville. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act from uh, the Joe Rogan Experience in Spotify. That baby's name is Tex Lawrence. See, exactly. Radio Flyers close. Radio Florida. ABC TV and the Country Music Association, the big podcast with Shaq. Luke Holmes and Sony Music Nashville. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistants in Atlanta from Steve Mitchell at Ingo Studios here in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.